you know, it takes time and energy to go through all the senior living possibilities. And on this episode of Harvard Business Beat, we have somebody on here that is there for you every step of the way, from the first stages of exploring your options to the last stages of moving in and beyond. So let's go ahead and hit that intro and get this thing started. Welcome to Harford Business Beat, featuring members of the Harford County Chamber of Commerce, sponsored by Harford County Living, bringing you all the good positive news, businesses, events, organizations, people, and just everything great here in Harford County. Go to HarfordCountyLiving.com and find out more. I'm your host, Rich Bennett. Let's go meet some members of the Chamber. We're sitting here today. I have the young lady who is now with the chamber, Lauren Botcher, who is joining me. And hopefully she's going to join me in on all of these or as many as you can. And we're sitting here with Ryan Myshock, who is the owner of Assisted Living Locators. Did I get that right? That is correct. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. So Assisted Living Locators is not an assisted living place, but explain to everybody exactly what it is. Sure. So at Assisted Living Locators, we help families who are looking for some type of senior living, uh, whether it's retirement community, assisted living, memory care, in-home care, um, any sort of health or living need for one of their loved ones. We provide a free service to kind of help match them up to the most appropriate uh, community or service. So what exactly is memory care? Memory care is usually a separate unit within an assisted living uh, community that has um, does special care for those with dementia and Alzheimer's. Okay. Uh, sometimes there's people when they get to a certain stage in that disease, uh, they can wander. Right. Um, and they might need a secure unit so they don't wander away. Um, or, you know, sometimes they can become combative and aggressive. So they do like to, people at that stage of their disease, they do like to keep separate and have separate needs. Right. So assisted living locators. Well, first, let's get this out of the way first. <laughs> What's the website and how do people get in touch with you? Sure. Uh, the website is assistedlivinglocators.com backslash well, Bel Air. <laughs> right. <laughs> and um, I can also be reached via email at Ryan M at assisted living locators.com. Okay. So, um, I, you know, we, we service technically Harford, Cecil and Kent County, Maryland. Okay. Um, but to be quite honest, I am helping families all over the state. I actually right. am working with about nine different families right now. None of them I'm working to find placement in Harford right. County. So uh, I'm up in Westminster, down in Montgomery oh, wow. County, Baltimore County. So, And we can help nationally. We're a national franchise. How did you come about finding this? So I am a pharmacist uh, by trade. I've been in pharmacy for about 14 years in hospital. Wow. And I wanted something different. And actually, I started looking before the pandemic. It wasn't. Right. A, I didn't leave as a result of the pandemic like many people did. Uh, I was just looking for something different, and I wasn't finding it. And actually, someone literally cold called me from LinkedIn, um, someone mm -hmm. who helps go th take people through the discovery process of franchising. Um, and I had gotten my MBA with my pharmacy degree, so I had always thought of doing some sort of business, whether it was my own retail pharmacy or something. And so I just went through the process of 
discovery of as they call it for franchising and after some tests and things like that they presented assisted li- and others to me right um but i immediately kind of fell in love with it it was a really good fit i was gonna say there's nothing like nothing else like that around here is there there are there's there's there a few is. franchises uh, well around so i do believe i am well, here the, in harford county i do believe i am the only one that lives in harford county and okay. you know they everyone's can serve and place people in, in Hartford County, but I I do believe I'm the only one that actually lives here. There's a there's a few in Baltimore County, Baltimore, a lot in Montgomery County, and someone up in Westminster that has their own business. But there's quite a few of these um, people that do this in the state of Maryland. So the places that own assisted, the places, the people that own assisted living places, mm-hmm. do they have to contact you in order to I guess, be affiliated with you, or how's that work? Right. So it's a free service for the family. Okay. Uh, we don't charge the family a penny. So we'll take them, pretty much do all the work for them because they're right. already overwhelmed or in crisis. And, yes, to get paid, we get paid by the community, the assisted living. And we usually we, – we have a contract with them for a portion of the first month's rent is how we mm-hmm. get paid. Okay. So, so, yeah. Now, with that, because it seems like – and correct me if I'm wrong – it seems like there's more assisted living places popping up everywhere. That is very true. And okay. and, and, and honestly, it's part of the reason, um, you know, why I wanted to get into this. Because of the baby boomer population aging, you know, they say... Yeah, he's talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they say in the next 20 years, the, the, the amount of seniors is only supposed to grow. Right. And 70%... People per- are living longer, too. Exactly. And 70% of people after the in their retirement age are going to need some sort of care um that's a statistic that's out there you know yeah um a statistic for trying to if you need to buy long-term care insurance which can help pay for it but yeah i mean the the amount of people that need this care is growing and there are places opening up regularly so how with, with assisted living locators how many of them are there nationwide do you know for assisted living locators, we have uh, ninety plus franchisees. Really, um, we're, we cover pretty much every state, and we, you know, they, we have territories. We have right. about one hundred and twenty territories or more, I think. Yes. Well, are you the only one here in Maryland? Because I'll be honest with you, I never heard of it before in, until you. Right. Well, honestly, not many people have, and that's the biggest challenge with this. Is right. Uh, you know letting people know that we exist and are here to help them. Uh, there are. There is – I have a partner in Baltimore County in Towson area. Okay. Um, there is someone in Annapolis, and there is another one that works in the D.C. metro area. So now when I have people contact me that are actually looking for an assisted living place, I could just – I don't need to play favorites. It's going to be easier for me to just tell them to contact you, right? Right. I, yeah, I'm the only one in this area, that's for sure. Okay. Yeah. Great. Which is weird because I do have people. I guess it's because my age, but people do contact me. Yeah, it's you know I have a lot of um, people. You know, there's a lot of us have. Everyone has parents of different age, right? And everyone's at a different state of their life and their health. And so, yeah, most you know we mostly work with the adult children. Wow. So with the chamber, well, actually, before let's not even get to the chamber yet. So before listen. Assisted living locators. You say you were a pharmacist? Correct. W- with who? Uh, I started my career. I went to University of Maryland in Baltimore okay. for a pharmacy yeah, school. Yep. And <laughs> University of Baltimore for my MBA. And uh, then we mo- I moved to Delaware and worked at Bay Health Medical Center in okay. central southern Delaware. 
And most recently, the last five years, I've been at Johns Hopkins Bayview in Baltimore. Oh, wow. So I still work there. I was the assistant director of the inpatient pharmacy. And I still work there kind of per diem because they have some, you know, there's a lot of management openings and they still need some of my help. So I still actually work there a few hours every pay period. So well, how many hours you got to put in for assisted living locators? Well, I do it full time. So okay. actually, I started assisted living locators last May. It's almost a year. Um, but I worked full time in the hospital until January 7th. So that the next seven months, I was still full time at Johns Hopkins. Okay. So just doing networking, getting the business built. Uh, and then I so I've been doing this alone, if you will, or full time since mm-hmm. the beginning of this year. And I've already been able to help, you know, over a dozen families. That's in the awesome. Area. Yeah. And I guess a good thing, too, if this is with what you're doing, you don't need a brick and mortar, do you? No, I work out of my home. Which yeah. Is, you got to love that. Yeah. yeah, I'm constantly on the move. You know, I meet with the families. Uh, we do a detailed intake process. Just right. learn about the health, the finances, which is very important because mm-hmm. despite popular belief, Medicare does not cover assisted living. It is an yeah. out-of-pocket expense. Um, and also social things, what they like to do, because a lot of these places have different activities and different things that are, you know, different interests of the residents. Um, so I'll, I'll kind of do a selection, kind of match them up with what they can afford and who can provide the care they need. And then I'll take them on tours and, and kind of help them ask the right questions, uh, make sure they're observing things. You know, mm-hmm. is, are, are, the, are, are the people happy? Are they active or are they just staring out the window doing nothing kind of thing? Right. Uh, and then I'll go visit them afterwards. You know, I go visit my the, the family or the seniors after I place them to make sure they're happy and assimilating and, and enjoying their new home. Do me a favor because there's a – I think a lot of people get confused when they hear assisted living mm-hmm. with nursing homes. Very good question, Explain yes. Explain the difference because there is a huge difference. There is a big difference, and that's part of the education that I usually provide. I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm working with a family right now whose mom is in a, a, a rehab facility, and they had gotten on a waiting list of a nursing home. Um, she, you know, They don't have a big budget, but you know, the whole thought of you, you get old and go into a nursing home you know, doesn't have to be the pathway anymore. Right. In a nursing home, they provide skilled nursing. Um, there are certain things that require someone to have to be in a skilled nursing facility, a nursing home. And that's if you have, if you need wound care, mm-hmm. um, a catheter or colostomy bag, um, or any kind of IV medication or nutrition, uh, and, and a few other things. But mostly, you know, assisted living was created for those people that need a lot of care with their activities of daily living, walking, using the bathroom, bathing, showering, eating, mm-hmm. uh, help with medications so that they could be more independent. Because in a nursing home, you're going to be in that room and get that nursing care that you need for whatever that skilled thing is. But you're not going to be stimulated with activities. You're right. not going to be hanging out with other residents. You're not going to be eating dinner with other people. Uh, you're not. You might be watching TV by yourself in a room, and you're 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 more or less just sitting there and getting up every now and then. Yeah. But assisted living offers you know that family component, that independence of being able to go and you know you live in a community or or a house that is yours. It's it's like a home to you. It's almost like a retirement community, but without the assistance part. Right. 
It's it's yeah with twenty four hour care. Yeah. Right. You're either you're at a retirement community or in a home because there's these assisted living homes. Uh, that's you know you can call your own home, but someone is there to take care of you twenty four hours a day. Can can oh. they also get their therapies that they need like physical occupational therapy those sorts of therapies in those facilities as well absolutely and that's a very good question so um, a lot of people and I know there's a few assisted living owners that I know that do that right away they get Mm -hmm. a new resident they automatically get them a PT OT and speech therapy eval physical therapy occupational therapy (laughs) and speech therapy Um, and that'll be covered by Medicare Part B so that there are you know those either those services if you need home health which so you you can also need a nursing home but still get assisted living right if you have home health come into the assisted living of course there's a cost to that um but the but the therapy will be covered by medicare part b and therefore you know a lot of assisted living owners work really hard to get people that come in with poor ambulation you know either on a walker or wheelchair and get them therapy to try to get them moving again so yeah, if you if you 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 use it or lose it, they say. So you said you were presented with a lot of different options. Mm-hmm. So what made you choose assistant living over some of those other options that you might have been presented with? Sure. Well, you know, I've always I've always been you know healthcare has always been my passion in helping others, uh, and that's actually what I was looking for. I wanted to get you know in my role as a pharmacist in the hospital you know you're usually in a basement at a computer right verifying orders and i I miss that patient interaction that you know being talking with families and working with people um you know the other and and this was the only healthcare one related that i was presented with so it kind of really helped me get back to doing what i wanted to do and and you know i hadn't hadn't done community service since college so now I, I volunteer at the Alzheimer's Association and, and do those. Do you really? I do. Awesome. So you know Nikki. I am very, yeah, very okay. close to Nikki. Yes, Nikki's wonderful. So, yeah, I'm on the walk committee helping her with that kind of stuff. And well, I, we'll I'm see also, you in October then. All right, October yeah. First. I got a team too. All right. Excellent. <laughs> oh, oh I'm not, I don't have a team. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> now, my son and I actually play the music for it. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, so. Okay. Which was, we did it. This past year, it was at Ripken Stadium, mm-hmm. so I should say my son plays the music. And my okay. son loved it. He's like, really? I get to play through the stadium system? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah right. That's fun. So, no, I, no, that's I. there's a few organizations that are very that I keep close to my heart, and Alzheimer's is one. Um, yeah, it is the most common form of dementia. Yeah, And there is no is. cure for it, that's for sure. It is. So, with the chamber, is this the first chamber you've been part of? Yes. All right. Yes. So, and how long you been in? I joined, well, I've probably two months ago. Two months ago. Okay. So now, and now that we have Lauren here, this is perfect. <laughs> so, because I know there's, this part is going to be hard for us to ask you questions, I and mean, we can ask you some, but if you have any questions for us, <laughs> fire away. But I'll ask you first. So, um, with the with the Hartford County Chamber of Commerce, why did you decide to join the chamber? To really to honestly learn more about the community, get more involved with the community, and also just build a network with mm-hmm. other local business owners, small business owners that you know may face similar similar problems with me. But also, you know, I find it's a really close group that's very willing to help one another. Right. And 
and it's, you know, there's a lot of opportunities that they offer education, um, which as someone who went from a very clinical background to, you know, running a business based on word of mouth referrals, it was a big change for Mm -hmm. me. So, um, you know, I try to get as much education and knowledge as I can to try to, you know, make sure I know what I'm doing and how to navigate, you know, the business world, if you will. So, yeah, our, our franchise, you know, always recommends getting involved with the local chamber. And right. I did it as soon as I was, you know, out and doing it on my Smart own. Smart move. I yeah. take it Nicole talk, talked you into that too, right? What's that? About the chamber? No, no. She didn't talk to you before that? No. I mean, before I, the cha- about the chamber. No, we. I was already a member before I think we met. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I joined really right when I became, you know, stopped working at the hospital and was out on my own. All right. I can't give her a hard time then. (laughs) She's lucky. So do you have any questions for us about the chamber? Fire away. But fair warning, don't do like Luis Martinez did of Empire Dojo and put me on the spot. (laughs) I'll (laughs) try not to. shaker and movers are. (laughs) I'll try not to. I guess, you know, I guess I'd be very interested. You know, I know some of the things that the chamber offers to the community and business owners but i'd be interested to hear other things that maybe i'm not aware of or just kind of go through some things that you offer so uh we definitely offer sponsorships to our events so any event that we have we always have different level sponsorships and with those different levels it's um getting your name out there um that the more, unfortunately, the more money, the the bigger and, and the more mm. present your name will be. But we have, uh, like, we're getting ready. Um, or one of our big events, actually not getting ready, but one of our big events that we do each year that allows a lot of our chamber members to buy sponsorships is uh, in May, we do our annual um, mini golf mm-hmm. tournament oh. and fundraiser. And that it's for fun. our Education and Scholarship Foundation. And it helps us give each June, uh, we award scholarships to um, high school students. We've got a returning veterans uh, scholarship. We've got an adult education scholarship for people who are returning uh, to education after maybe an absence, whether it be because of work or children or or whatever it might be. Uh, But we allow businesses to sponsor a hole and in doing that then you get a little placard at each hole and Mm -hmm. the holes kind of named after that business um we do uh we do about 18 to um, 25 ish teams um and the teams are foursomes. It's a really fun event to get out there, mingle with other chamber members, <laughs> even community members. So it's one yeah. of our events that you don't have to be a chamber member or even a prospective chamber member to attend. It's just kind of out there as come join us, have fun. It takes place the end of May. Um, at the end of May, usually... Um, the last week or so of May, right before Memorial Day, and uh, it's an evening event. It's usually about five to seven thirty. Mini golf under the lights. Yep, sounds fun. And it's yeah. the four foursomes. It's um, you do a foursome, and the best team. We encourage people to dress up. The best team gets an award, and it's just a really fun event to get out, enjoy some time, 
uh, out in, a lot of fun in the sun. Yeah. yeah. Um, another event that we do that we really like uh, to get the community in, um, we work very closely with uh, this the this past year and, and in years past, most years it's Freedom Federal Financial okay. um, Credit Union. They sponsor our military appreciation um, luncheon. That's also mm-hmm. in May. May is May is our busy month. May and June are <laughs> our busy months. Month, yeah. Um, usually, and um, Harford County has one of the largest defensive um, members in the largest number of defensive members that work and live here in Harford County in the state of Maryland. Of and a lot of it's because of Aberdeen Proving Grounds, APG. Of course. So um, this is an event for us to really work with APG, and we honor current veterans. Um, they do an award for uh, Gold Star Mom and Families. There are um, awards for soldiers and active duty. Uh, veterans can come. We and that's one of our lar- that's one of our larger events, um, and it's just really really fun and just really giving back to the community and share. In the at, in the winter time, we do jingle mingle, um, which <laughs> which has a lot of opportunity for our chamber members to take part. So there's a lot to to get involved in. Um, I know that you are involved on Wednesday mornings in the mm-hmm. Harvard Business uh, Network meetings, and that's a good also connecting there. But there are a, a ton of fun events, um, and no matter what, if you're a member, our events are always available on our website, and we do have member and prospective members. If you meet someone in the community and you think, oh, I really want them to, to consider being a part of the chamber. Mm-hmm. We invite you to bring them along to our events. Um, e- every third Wednesday of the month, we have, on Wednesday mornings, we have something called Coffee and Connections. Yeah. And that's a really great opportunity for anyone in the community to come and make connections. Um, we love when we have one nice weather because we move out to the parking lot uh, because we've kind of outgrown our conference room Uh, but it's just an opportunity we do a 30 have you do your 30 second elevator pitch as we call it and then uh, everyone goes around and does that and then we leave some time for people to just make those connections and talk and and get to know each other and it's a really fun very successful event Um, and we hold it every month Um, and uh, I mean, those are those are just a few. There's a ton more events that we do. We do our annual uh, dinner. Um, it's been moved around the last mm-hmm. couple of years due to COVID. Uh, but um, those are just some things in our gavel exchange too. When we we pass uh, the gavel for our new board members and and such. Um, so that's. Those are just a few of the events. Each month we try to have a signature event of some sort um, as well. So we're always busy. Um, never never a dull moment in the chamber. And, of course, we are always looking to share stories on social media. Um, we have t- we're, we're working on uh, bringing our blogs back um, and looking to focus some stories on on some wonderful new businesses and, and some businesses that might not necessarily get 
the stories out there. Right. That's great. So I didn't know about the scholarships. That sounds wonderful. You know what? Yeah. Neither did I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. I mean, I knew there were a couple, but I didn't realize it was all that. Yeah, so the That's scholarship awesome. application usually opens in uh, late February, early March, and then it's due early April um, so that we can pass it out. We have a scholarship committee that reads through those uh, scholarships and then makes a selection. And then in June we award them at a scholarship breakfast um, to those students and they get to have like a little blurb, a little bio in our program about them. Um, and we have things from um, s- like um, STEM awards, there's um, agriculture, There, there's all sorts of different scholarships that are out there. Um, we have uh, the veterans one that I, I spoke of and, um, you know, as we love to, to give the money back to those in the community mm-hmm. and help these students, um, and, and all of that. So I, I'm assuming those are all on the website. They, they are everything, all of that information, um, comes out in the website. Okay. Also, uh, the, newsletter the, well. the weekly chronicle that we put out, Whenever we have that sort of information, any events that we might have, not only is on the HerfordChamber.org website, you can go to calendar and you can also search all of our different members, but all of our events are on there and registration Mm -hmm. information on there uh, to register. Some things you don't need to register for. Um, We also have a young professionals group that does a once a month event, um, whether it's a happy hour or just getting together for a networking connections type um, event. We try to to do that with them and all anything that needs to be registered can be registered through our our website um, and and paid. And that's also where you would find a lot of our um, sponsorship opportunities that we we have. Okay. I definitely need to. I, I've posted a couple events on there myself, but I, I need to do a little more digging on the website for sure. And you can always contact if if you uh, put anything up, let let me know, let us know because sometimes I'm looking for things to throw out there in social media. So if I can okay. I can throw events up there, and I don't have anything else planned, I'll be more than happy to do that. Okay. Take advantage of the member to member deals and hot mm-hmm. deals. Okay. Even if you even if you can't offer one, still look at them because there's a lot of good deals in there. I'll have to look through that because you know I'm offering my clients other resources all the time. You never right. know what, you know. I had someone, one of my old clients, asked me for a plumber, right? So, yeah, you know, it's not even related to senior living necessarily. Well, but the other thing you got to think of too, and I, I mentioned this with another young lady I had on, with even though you think. You may think that nobody in the chamber needs your services. They may have somebody in their family. That's right. Correct. That needs your services. Absolutely. And it just, yeah, a lot of people don't think about that. No, you're right. Another thing you definitely might want to check out is our cost savings programs. We mm-hmm. have about, I think we've got about a 13, 11, we have more That's than 10. Yeah. yeah. That are on, on our website, and they're different programs. Some of them are with our credit unions and our banks, and some are with some of our other uh, different organizations and, and businesses that we have in the area. That might be great, too, for you to check out to share with your families, mm-hmm. like you said, who might be looking for some other opportunities and, and other things in the Absolutely. in the area. 
I will have to take a look at that. Absolutely. Actually, let me ask you this. So, has have you signed up to talk to Justin Maller yet on cha- on Chamber Chat on the he radio is station? He set up to do this the May. Well, we're rescheduling, yes, right? So we're rescheduling. So okay, he'll he'll actually be. I actually have to send you that information today. Um, he's going to be on our May show. All right, good. Yes. Good. That's always fun. Justin's a great guy. Excellent. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, yeah. it's short, but it's it's still it's still fun. Yeah. Um, another thing that I would suggest you take advantage of, just another way to get out there in the community and meet people, the ribbon cuttings. And anything uh-huh. else that a chamber member is doing, whether it's a grand opening or grand reopening, because some of the, the grand reopenings, they may not necessarily have a ribbon cutting. Right. But just to get out there and, and meet the people. And because not everybody gets the opportunity to go to the networking events. Right. But that doesn't mean you still can't get out there and meet them. The other thing that I like to do, and of course, when I do it, I don't tell them when I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go out and visit chamber places, whether it be a restaurant, whether it be a business or whatever, just as because I be, I'm big on supporting local businesses. I'll go and do that. I won't tell them. Some of them recognize me, but mm-hmm. otherwise, it, I won't tell them. Especially if it's a restaurant, I won't tell them because I feel like they may feel like they need to give you a special deal or whatever. And I don't, I don't want. To. Do you have any of our "I'm Here" Harford cards that you can leave in? Actually, I do need some. All right, we can get there you, you go. some you of those. You just drop a card because yeah. the, we have. Um, so we have a Facebook page and Instagram hashtag I'm here Harford and it's just it's really a page that allows mm-hmm. you to show your support of other Harford businesses and we have little like postcards that to promote the I'm here Harford page too and to let businesses know hey you know I had a really great experience that you can grab through the chamber and it just has a blank and you can either put your name in or your business or whatever and you can just leave it in the billfold at a restaurant or um if you're at a shop or something and and just kind of and then we ask we encourage you to take a picture or do something and make some sort of post and tag i'm here harford in it and then it'll pop up on our facebook page and and that's open to anyone in the community chamber members or not so that's definitely another place to even check out that's neat i like that Social media is big, and yeah, you, know, you do you know what you can on it, and that's the one good thing with the chamber. They're they're, they're doing active. it with the private group, and then even with the page itself, you know. So it, it's it's a yeah. lot of fun. We're we're working on in um, fiscal year twenty three doing more spotlights. Um, I actually just I joined. <laughs> well, I just joined the chamber in March, the end of March. Um, came from a background in higher ed and we used to do spotlights on the different departments mm-hmm. in higher ed and I really loved doing that um, and I'm gonna head out and about um, and check out some businesses pop in businesses just to like talk to people that are working that are chamber members and I'm gonna do membership spotlights and have also do some some people that we work with on the, in the chamber and have them also give me some contact but kind of do do both um looking to do them once or twice a week hopefully um and, and get that out there well, so. Remember, so like well, a social media post yep okay remember yep. you can't pop in 
on Ryan and I because we work from home. That is correct. <laughs> yeah. So you probably would be one of my f- member spotlights that I would reach out to Get and say. Get a virtual say, call. There you yeah, go. Yeah, or, or even just have have you answer some questions and we'd write up kind of a, a little blurb q Actually, you know, the other, the other thing you can do with that. Say, hey, Ryan, what are you doing? Oh, let, let's meet for coffee and go to Coffee Coffee or whatever. That's another way you could do oh, that, too. Because there are a lot of people in the chamber that now work from home. It, yeah, the pandemic has definitely you, changed David. things, right? Yeah, there's a lot of people that are at I'm home now. Seriously, mean thank you because I feel, right. I feel like I'm getting more done ever yeah. since then. <laughs> we're, and we're finding, too, in the chamber that we're, we're finding that more and more people, more and more of the companies we work with are working in a hybrid type mm-hmm. capacity, which is also allowing us to get more involved with those chamber members because we can schedule a Zoom call mm-hmm. or we yeah. can meet for coffee or for lunch. Everyone has to eat lunch. Mm-hmm. So that that sort of stuff. Um, so it's I'm really we're really looking forward to seeing how the chamber now that we're getting back to quasi normal and everything. How how those interactions are going to change, and I think they're it's going to be for the better. It, for it's sure. going to be interesting because, and Mike Maxwell and I were talking about this, and Heather, because of, since COVID, I've been busier. So during the day, I can't even get out. Mm-hmm. It, it's hard, yeah, you because know, with all the recordings and everything I'm doing, it's because um, we mentioned about the committee chair meetings mm-hmm. it's like if they're at eight or nine o'clock i'm going to be rushing from bel-air to try to get back here and set up by nine thir- I, there ain't no way but the great thing too about our committee meetings do is we are doing a lot of hybrid right. of those just because of the n- members that we have on their committees um people being at apg mm-hmm. or in at freedom federal or apg fcu all, you know all those sorts of businesses sometimes they have back to back to back yeah. to back to back meetings and and so doing a zoom meeting is is thank you a zoom. blessing a <laughs> blessing yeah. and a curse right. I actually yesterday was talking to uh, a member about how they had back to back to back to back meetings and they were in the middle of a meet their third meeting and they had to turn off their camera because they hadn't had time to go use the restroom because <laughs> they had literally scheduled Zoom meetings straight right. through the morning, and mm. so I it's a they blessing. They turned off the microphone <laughs> they too. <did>. <laughs> okay, <laughs> they left the room. So, yeah. but but just saying that those yeah. those opportunities. Yeah, I for me, COVID was a blessing because it made me realize I needed a career move, and and I've had this wonderful opportunity of joining the chamber. And as much as my husband might not be ready for it i think we're we're i love harford county grew up in baltimore county sorry and, we won't hold that and <laughs> um i'm falling in love with harford county so and i joined the chamber actually right before COVID started okay and and then COVID hit and it's like oh the first i think the first chamber podcast i did was virtual probably was and but i went from recording once a week to all of a sudden three to six times a week wow and it just like it, it was a blessing for me too. Yeah, a lot it's of weird. people, you know. Well, I, look at you. Well, no, you said you started your business right before COVID, right? I or started looking for something before COVID. It. I okay. start no, but I started during COVID. But it's amazing. A lot of people, a lot of businesses, I find, were looking for other ways to to continue to thrive. Right. Yeah. So more people join the chamber. Uh, I'm also in a BNI group, and you can see a lot of people join BNI. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now that things are opening up, some seats are starting to open up because people maybe 
are, you know, are getting busier right. now. So yeah, you can tell the, you can see the impact it's having now that things are changing. Um, but I also know the hospital just went back to mandated masks yesterday. So it's, um, you know, it's yeah. always back and forth. I think COVID, if the, for the businesses that succeeded through COVID, you could tell those are the ones that thought outside the box. Mm-hmm. And I think Absolutely. that's something that a few things I think COVID taught us was number one, especially if you're a business, well, not just a business owner, even an employee, you have to think outside the box. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I hope it taught us, <laughs> if you're sick, even if it's the sniffles or whatever, stay home. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of people before COVID, they would be home with a cold or the flu or whatever, and they would be scared to take off work because mm-hmm. they were afraid they were going to lose their job. Right. You know, and it's no, I'm sorry. If you're sick, you got a fever, stay home. Absolutely. Right, well, and that's the other thing we learned with COVID, even if you don't have a fever. Yeah. You don't even know, right? Yeah. Absolutely. I, but also, I think also from a, a child standpoint of a parent who has parents who are older, um, COVID taught me that no matter what I, where my parents end up, I want a place that I can see them and, and I want them close yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. So I want them to be accessible, even if they're not right. with me. And I think that's probably what you're seeing a lot of too is, is family members that, as much as mom and dads hate would hate it, you know, leaving friends and stuff, getting them to move closer to their children so right. that they're accessible. I, I see both, right? I see a lot of people. A lot of people have called me because they want to move closer to their kids. You know, on the other half of it, I, I have a lot of families that th- mom and dad need assisted living. They need that care. Yeah. But with their budget and finances, for you know, I ha- they have to go to somewhere that is more affordable further. you know yeah, a lot could of, be further away. in harford county there's there's really not much below 3500 a month and yeah. you know i have someone with a two thousand dollar a month income and and no other assets and i i can find them a place in baltimore county or north baltimore in a nice house that provides right. excellent care but it, they're gonna have to you know the family is gonna have to drive 45 50 minutes to go visit but if they need the care you know it's really Sometimes you have to, you know, you have to provide the education and let the per- let the family make that decision. But, you know, I can't make the decision for them. I can only right. provide them with the options. So I think that's uh, something that a lot of people have to understand too. When because I've I've heard this complaint before about you know people that um, were looking for their to put their parents into assisted living where it it's cheaper for them to keep the house because of the mortgage. Mm-hmm. I said, well, no, it's not really. Because mm-hmm. if you look at all the assistance they're getting, everything that they're getting, you add that up, it's mm-hmm. going to be more expensive for them to stay in the house. Absolutely, and we a have lot a, of people yeah. don't understand. We that. have a sheet that we kind of draw for cost comparisons of the cost of the mortgage, the insurance, yeah. the upkeep of the house, um, all your utility bills and groceries. All that goes away. Yeah, absolutely. But people don't realize that. Mm-hmm. It yeah, it's a big difference. And you know, you mentioned all the veterans in Harford County. You know, there is a very underutilized veterans benefit for assisted living. Uh, the really? VA offers a program called aid in, att- aid in attendance. It's one of the questions I ask 100% of my clients. And a veteran uh, senior who needs assisted living can get just over $2,000 a month towards assisted living uh, from the government. Also, the spouse or surviving spouse, even if, say, dad was in the military and fought during active wartime, um, and he's since passed, 
his surviving spouse can still get those benefits as well. And it's uh, like 13 or uh, 1300 a month. So, and if they're both huh. still alive, there's even more. So there's, there's all kinds of benefits for seniors. And I, f- I find that that sometimes makes the difference. They didn't even know it exists. And all of a sudden, a all of a sudden they go from maybe su- not being able to afford assisted living to, to now finding one. And I, I've done that recently. I took someone with, you know, about $1,500 a month, which with very, very limited options to almost 3000 because of that with their monthly so budget. So for something like that, okay, because with me, I'm a veteran. Well, mm-hmm. I really never applied for VA benefits. Mm-hmm. So would a veteran have to apply for the VA benefits in order to get that, or how's that work? Yeah, and that's – so I, I have a guy, if you will, right? There's companies out there that I will like do this, I have a guy. right? <laughs> so I, I, have, I know someone who was a veteran, and he actually – he's connected and accredited by the VA. Um, and he will do – he'll give you a choice. He'll take 10 minutes over the phone and qualify you, let you know if you qualify. Right. Because there is an income level, and certain you have to have at least help with two activities of daily living, okay. um, and b- then be in an assisted living home. But he, he will give you a choice. He so, he'll say you qualify, and you can go ahead and fill out all the paperwork yourself, or you can pay me five hundred dollars, and I'll do all that work. Um, but there's other companies that charge a thousand dollars to do that. And the longest that it is, it, the longest it took him last year to get a veteran approved is three months. Whereas most things like Medicaid and the government can take six to months to years to that get I was going to say, there are veterans where it can take over a year or two mm-hmm. to get into the hospital for surgery. Right. So he, he do, he's really good. And, you know, actually, the VA will even back pay. So I, I placed someone in assisted wow. living that qualified for the VA benefits. And, you know, however long it takes for those VA benefits to get approved, they're, the VA is going to go back and pay each month you know, from the right. time they moved in and give them that benefit. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. I didn't know that. Not many people. It's it. I think some. It's definitely less than ten percent of veterans that need it utilize it. I don't know the exact number, but it's very low. But like you were saying, for someone who, you know, that could also make the difference from being forty-five minutes away from their family or being fifteen minutes away from a family member. That's uh-huh. exactly. Just, yep. Yeah, you know, just by that simple yes or no question and mm-hmm. a 10-minute conversation. Because you think about it, I mean, I, I guarantee you there are probably a lot of veterans that are in assisted living right now that never used that benefit because they didn't know about it. Well, you know, I helped with that one family, got, mm-hmm. got her mother-in-law in assisted living, and the assisted living owner says, can you give me the contact information? I have about five people that need that. Wow. So, That's yes, awesome. there there's people out there in assisted living that could be saving or supplementing the monthly cost of assisted living. Are you are you going out and finding these assistant living homes or are they reaching out to you or is it a little bit of both like as far as homes that you're placing families or, or it's mostly in? it's mostly me. Okay. Um, so um, we we do a lot of research. I just don't recommend anywhere. If, right. if I wouldn't take my parents there or, or you know help move my parents there, I, I usually then won't recommend, recommend it, right? Yeah. But we'll go on the state, the Maryland quality website and look at their inspection information. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if anyone has any kind of alarming um, 
issues on there, I, I won't recommend it to a family. Or if they have an above average amount of infractions on their inspections compared to the state average. Um, but yeah, usually a lot of places are, you know, they're looking to, they, they want to help people, right? So, you know, just yesterday I was looking for a family in Westminster and I called two assisted livings I'd never spoken with before, learned a little bit about what they right. do. And, you know, they're, they're willing to work with me and, and help, help a couple of families that I'm working with. So usually it's just doing a little research beforehand and then um, just letting them know you have a client. And if they're able to have a room to do it and are able to take care of that person, then usually they're willing to work but with us. But it's good that you're contacting them ahead of time, too, because there are some assistant living places that have been bought out by other companies. Mm -hmm. and, and they may have had bad reviews then, mm -hmm. but... This new, these, you know, they've been bought out because somebody wants to make it better. Exactly. You yep. have to talk to them to find out. So. Yeah, and there's a few that are, that's happening all the time, actually, yeah. you know, and we keep up with new management, new owners. And, yeah, a lot of times it goes from a place that's not doing so well to a place that is, you know, coming in, cleaning house and making things right. right. And we see that a lot. Wow. Interesting. Well, do you have anything to add whatsoever? I don't think so. I, you know, there's a lot of people out there that do this. You know, we just provide a really personalized service. We're not just going to give you a list of options and walk away. We're going to walk you through the whole process. Well, if nobody's done it yet from the committee, I want to officially welcome you to the chamber. And thank you. Put on your seat buckle because you're going to have a lot of fun. It's going to be. I hope it's so. going to be an awesome ride. It sounds like it. It is. It is. All right. Trust me. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hartford Business Beat. If you're a member of the chamber and you would like to come on the podcast, just contact me. Email rbennett, that's two N's, two T's, at harfordcountyliving.com. Again, rbennett at harfordcountyliving.com. Or you can find me on Facebook or LinkedIn. And we'll go ahead and get it scheduled and get you set up so you can come on. You can tell everybody about your business, whether they're in the chamber or not. They're going to find out more about you. Again, rbennett at harfordcountyliving.com. Until next time, my name is Rich Bennett with Harford County Living. Stay safe and stay busy.